And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's Sunday night. We're back again with all of our friends here simulcasting on both Twitch and YouTube for your convenience. Yes, 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 we are. And hopefully it's working because I was having trouble with the multi-stream before. For some reason oh. it wasn't initializing. I'm sure it's working. Oh, oh, don't worry, Matt. It's the internet. I'm sure if we fuck up or do something wrong, people will tell us all about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. As as Cosmic Reject brings up in the chat, who's the one lonely homie on Twitch? <laughs> I, I think there's more people on Twitch. It just doesn't update it as much as uh, uh, YouTube does. Well, if you're watching on Twitch, I see you. I hear you. You are valid. <laughs> just want to get that out of the way right now. So how how has your week been, Matt? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. There was a lot of stuff happening this week, just in terms of uh, stuff coming out, you know, just mm. from not comic books. Then there's like TV shows and video oh, games yes. and stuff. We had the second season of Tiger King. Yes, which I I swore I wasn't gonna watch, and then I ended up watching like half of it anyway. <laughs> it was it was a it was a lot different than that first season, but it Very. was still filled with like uh, all, all the ridiculous shit and scumminess and everything it was good i I enjoyed it (laughs) like jaw dropping like are you fucking kidding me obviously the problem with making a second season of tiger king is you don't have the tiger king joe exotic because he's still in fucking jail yeah but he might be he it's possible he could get out the show posits that yes maybe someone might be able to do something for him at some point to either get paid or make a name for themselves that's that was my big takeaway from it season one of tiger king is like look at all these weirdos that exist in the exotic animal world and watch them fuck each other over and try and become stars and the second season is look all the people who are trying to make money off the first season of tiger yeah. king and trying to become and, stars. and just being so fucking shameless about it like, oh yeah like to the point where like it's like they they've got to realize that like the they're like being made fun of oh yeah the the point where i think even like the camera crew itself like they couldn't even handle it anymore yeah. is the bit where we get introduced to the christian psychic detective <laughs> i i fucking love that that, that family's like they they've they've gone down every avenue they can yep. to do to try and find out what happened to the, like their father and their their ex-husband mm. and everything it's like well, what do we do now it's like, oh we'll go to some like con man psychic yeah. who will like make up channel. shit straight away <laughs> Like, literally, you might as well just light shit on fire at that point. You might as well just throw your money into the breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Louise saying there in the chat, anyone get uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes? I did. That's what I've been playing this week. I'm I'm thinking of this week I might, I might have to buy one of them. I'm mm. not sure which one yet, though. I got Pearl, so if you want to get Diamond, we can uh, switch back and forth for the ones we're missing. Nice, nice. Here's the thing, you know, after playing Sword and Shield, which uh, I loved because it was the first Pokemon game I'd played in years since the Game Boy, (laughs) and I'm like, man, they streamline this and make it so easy. I can delete and remember moves whenever I want. There's a beautiful, you know, like uh, tapestry of Pokemon I can get, even fully evolved ones that you'd normally have to trade for. Mm -hmm. Going back to this remake, they're like, oh, no, no, this is a very traditional remake, so we've locked a bunch of features that you had in Shield, and I'm like, oh, so you guys went a little backwards to try and make it a real a real remake okay that's fine you you can get all the starters though apparently in the post game oh that's good i always love that feature when yellow did it i'm a big fan of being able to get all of them because it's so hard to pick just one yeah yeah definitely i i'm looking forward to that um 
that open world one that's mm, coming out in Gen- January. That one looks pretty cool. Yeah, where they're like, hey, we like Pokemon here at the Nintendo company, and we like Breath of the Wild. What if, what if we smush them together? Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. It does, and it looks a little closer to S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's yeah. something. Yeah. Also, too, you know, I figure in a year where we've had some of the worst, most disastrous attempts at remakes, it's nice to have a remake that was actually pretty good and pretty, you know, solid. <laughs> had some money put behind it. <laughs> And, and didn't, yeah, that didn't burst into flames instantly. I am so glad that I did not buy that. I am, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't buy the GTA uh, remasters either. They they looked uh, like they they fooled you. They they fooled yeah, you. They released really all those did. like like heavily edited pictures mm-hmm, and everything, mm-hmm. and it's nothing like that in the game. Such such a shame. Again, a real a real blemish on Rockstar's image. Like you know, they used to be one of those companies that was beyond reproach because they're like, we promise we will give you this much quality. But between that and them endlessly milking GTA Online, it's like I don't know about you guys, you, you <laughs> Hauser dudes. Well, no, I don't think they're actually there anymore. The uh, like Dan no, Hauser and his brother. I think they left after uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was done. Right. So it's like the last like money. great thing they did. Yeah, I guess you gotta leave to spend more time with your money. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were weird recluses too. Like I think no pictures of them exist yeah. online. Yeah, they 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 never turned up at like E uh, threes or anything like never that. Never did interviews. No. Yeah, that's 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 really fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, like they're Scottish, I think. <laughs> but you wouldn't know. No, well, that's the thing. Maybe everything we know about them is false, and it's all just like fake actors and stuff it could be it's all it's it's the greatest andy kaufman bit ever <laughs> uh i finished arcane this week while we're talking about video <laughs> games the uh riot series based on league of legends new jack shit about league of legends going in i think i enjoyed it more because i had no idea who became what and where any of it was going nice that's cool that's that's like the complete opposite uh reaction i had to the cowboy bebop series that dropped yeah. this week which, i haven't started that yet but i plan to it's because i really fucking love the anime and i watch the Same. show and i'm like yeah try too hard try too hard i've uh, i've probably rewatched cowboy bebop more than just about any other anime show because like what was it toonami played it for like 15 years oh yeah yeah it was heavily like syndicated and also too you know it's kind of a show that almost you know demands you rewatch it in many ways mm-hmm. because so much of it is still <laughs> mysterious and vague and a lot of people are like well do you think you know spike you know what happened to him at the end you know what was the course of events between him and vicious and julia you know what what does any of this mean we think that would see that's the thing that the show the the, the live action kind of takes that mystery away because we get like does it huge sex of like uh like especially in the last couple of episodes like huge sex are just set in the past where he's right. fearless and vicious and and there's right. julia and all this stuff with them i'm like ah oh, you really took away the mystery again like a film noir thing it was you know part of the mystery about yeah. it which uh here's the thing i'm definitely gonna watch it but i'm gonna recruit someone to watch it with me who has never seen the anime so i want to like see it through their eyes and <laughs> see what they think I'll tell you what though uh mustafa shakira's uh jet black is fucking perfect he looked really like he sounds good. exactly like he does in the he anime does. and acts like he does in the anime he's so good i feel like a lot of people forget that too that jet in the anime is actually voiced by a black man yeah yeah in the english version at least how's that how is the music because that's the other thing about bebop as a show music was such a huge massive part of it real folk blues all those other great songs yeah yeah though it's all there it's all there 
Oh, is it really? So they yeah. didn't even try. They, they actually they, got. They the got song. um uh the woman who did the original music for the anime to do all oh, the music yeah. for the show. The uh what's her name? Yoko Kano. Yeah, Yoko Kano. That's the yeah. One. She does the music for the entire show. Well, that's how you got to do it then, because Yoko Kano really is like the other main character in mm-hmm. Bebop. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. I'm happy to hear that, actually. Now, here's the question. Uh, will they adapt the movie? Will they keep adapting the show if it's popular? Or will they just say, screw it and do Samurai Champloo next? The, uh, um, the show actually opens with the opening of the movie, uh, the casino heist. Fuck, really? Yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah and then it cuts to the start of the actual tv show which is the, that flashback uh where, wow yeah because again the movie was another one of those things that where it's like the the movie talks about dreams a lot mm-hmm. and dream imagery so like did it really happen where do yeah. you place it in the show is the movie the dream spike has after what happens in the show happens i don't know yeah yeah but yeah, we, we could just fucking talk forever about Bebop, and maybe we will, because as, uh, as Matt and I said, we're doing a fun experimental thing for the show next week, and at the end of every month now, we're going we're gonna to give you something new and different. It's still going to be a podcast. You're still going to get your podcast, Phil, but we're going to change it up a little bit as we near 300 episodes. We figure we, we got to spice it up. We got to try something a little different. Yeah, yeah. We've got one thing coming next week, which is a lot of fun, and then I suggested something which we'll probably do in December yes. at some point which uh, i'm actually like it was just something that just came into my mind and i'm like why haven't we done something like this before it's a really good idea yeah what matt pitched and it's so perfectly seasonal i can't wait for when we get to do it it's going to be so much fun but uh i guess with that out of the way we can uh get on with the show this week we got some news we got some new books to talk about we got all sorts of stuff we do yeah so I guess starting off this week, the biggest piece of news that came down the pipeline was, of course, a brand new trailer dropped for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Did I say it right that time? I yes. feel like I keep fucking it. Hey, I got it right. Yay, I did the thing. <laughs> but yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, a big story trailer that gave us a lot of information and a lot of things to chew on. Where uh, where should we even start? Uh, uh, I don't know. I know, obviously, like gives you confirmation that he's going to be fighting doc ock and yeah uh, goblin and sandman Maybe more and than one lizard and now i'm pretty sure it's the same same doc ock he just gets like an upgraded costume or like uh um uh, an upgraded mask at least because he's got like a hood which uh, begs the question who's upgrading villains or do they just get upgraded when they cross universes i imagine they just get upgraded when they cross universes scavenge technology or something maybe yeah, something to do true. with adrian tombs they because they obviously set maybe. him up as like someone who's dealing in all that sort of stuff yeah because the tinkerer is still out there right yeah and as far as i know yeah yeah and i'm guessing maybe there's multiple tinkerers on different earths and it doesn't matter where you go to if you're a super villain you know where to get tooled up yeah uh, also, too, hey, all these villains. Why, that's almost six, right? <laughs> almost. It's like there's five. That's five and maybe a mystery one. It did look like in the trailer that there were two green goblins because there's Willem Dafoe, obviously. And then there looked like what was either James Franco goblin, but he's not on a surfboard. I'm pretty or... sure that's this. It's just Willem Dafoe's version. He just goes without the mask it's like because i'm sure that i think there was like a leaked picture 
of oh, uh, his right. goblin suit that had been like upgraded were like so, like it looked like it was after his fight from Spider-Man right. one, and it had like different upgrade parts, and he's got like goggles and like a hood. Right, because I was thinking it's either got to be that or it's got to be Syrian Hines or whatever the hell he was from the second Garfield one when they were just throwing every fucking villain in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Ned. Maybe Ned finally becomes Hobgoblin <laughs> and gets the glider. Hey, I mean, that could happen. I mean, there's parts in this trailer that, you know, imply maybe characters might die. Maybe he yeah. dies and turns into Hobgoblin. Oh, no. Oh, no. But yeah, so they set up the stakes in this one that, yes, it's going to be a big old multiversal adventure, that this is the price Peter pays for trying to use magic to fix his problem of getting outed to the rest of the world. And I know you and I had kind of been bumming on the fact where it's like, oh, this is cool, I guess, but we already had Spider-Verse. Can't Peter just go on a regular adventure, can't, maybe fight Craven? Can't Tom Holland Spider-Man actually just have an adventure on like yeah. his own? Because this, this, this be whole nice. movie is just literally just nostalgia bait. Member it's, berries. It's, it's that, and it's also, hey, gang, this is the price we have to pay as a studio so Sony won't take their ball and run home mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, this is what we have to do to play fair. <laughs> yeah. Michael Reese, yeah, Joel said the title right. Thank you, Reese. Thank you for the positive <laughs> reinforcement. But here's the thing. I have to say this trailer actually did a lot to alleviate my problem because they at least seek to communicate to me at least that they do still want to have a through line about this world's Peter Parker and Mm -hmm. tell a story. And that is basically what happens when his friendly neighborhood ideology is thrown up against someone like Dr. Strange, who we know from his movie and everything else deals with stuff on a cosmic multiversal scale. And it's Mm -hmm. like, look, you might not want to kill these villains, but the fact is they all died in their own world fighting Spider-Man, which is a very interesting thing to bring up here in a universe with a no-kill Spider-Man. I I also like that it kind of addresses the whole the whole sort of like marvel killing off their villains mm-hmm. as well where it's Barrier. like that it's a fate it has to happen sort of yeah, thing it's, where it's like spider-man's like no it doesn't have to happen it's it's fate and here in the mcu it's not that big a deal when we kill villains because we do it all the time because honestly no one has a rogues gallery like you spider-man where it's <laughs> worthwhile bringing back a lot of these guys yeah yeah <laughs> which yeah is very interesting and i'm very much want to see where they go with that because yeah you know this would be a great moment for tom holland spider-man to be like no i'm going to be the spider-man that doesn't kill i'm going to be the one that shows forgiveness and shows mercy and you know i'm going to show that there's a better way to do all of this yeah yeah it's quite interesting that they're actually keeping that and i'm hoping that like balancing that plus all this multiverse stuff you have to actually also explain the multiverse because to uh general audiences who might not have seen like loki and stuff yeah. like that so there's like a lot to balance and hopefully the film actually does that properly yeah most definitely uh obviously of course worst kept secret in all of superhero movies the other two spider-man actors are going to be in here playing different versions it's funny when that i i don't know how fucking people find this shit out but like within i want to say 20 minutes of this film of the the trailer dropping someone had found a clip uh from one of the Mm. social medias of of it was a clip of that 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 scene where uh tom spider-man is is uh heading towards the sandman and uh electro and and uh lizard and someone spotted that the lizard actually gets hit by something that's not there so obviously something's been edited out of the the trailer 
which we know the MCU is very famous for these tricky little moments and putting stuff in the trailer and removing characters and putting them in to throw you off. I, I had a, I saw something and it, it kind of makes a lot of sense to me um, where it's like, okay, yeah, so obviously we, we know that the other Spider-Men are going to be in this film, but it's like the worst kept secret ever. But that yeah. particular scene that uh, people think that they're in, I don't think it's them. I think it's going to be Doc Ock and Green Goblin the two oh. villains who actually died interesting and obvious because obviously peter doesn't want to kill them and yeah. they wouldn't want to die again so of course they would team up with him to stop these other villains from killing them mm. as people in the chat are bringing up too uh you know are they gonna play fast and loose with the continuity because it's like well didn't spider-man and sandman actually leave on good terms in their movie and also wasn't the lizard healed at the end of his movie <laughs> I, I again I'm, I'm i'm telling you variants they're variants they're yeah. not they're not like it's not like the lizard from the amazing spider-man film it's the lizard right. from a a amazing spider-man film okay yeah that checks out that makes a lot of sense and also gives them a good blank check for mayhem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also too jamie fox looks way better as this electro oh it doesn't it doesn't he ever he, he he's actually looks a bit more comic accurate he looks like the ps4 spider-man very uh, electro I wonder, will they keep his motivation the same? You didn't wish me a happy birthday one time or whatever the fuck I was <laughs> mad about in that movie. God, that second Garfield movie is stupid. It's so stupid, yeah. Everything about it is bad and wrong, and it was almost worse. Like, that's the that's the version they fixed and cut yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. But again, it's been a long enough time now that we're nostalgic for that Spider-Man coming back. Okay yeah i am i'm definitely not sure whatever which which one do we think he is because we saw a black suited spider-man with a bunch of more high tech i'm guessing that's the toby Maguire version well that's that 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 spider-man is actually that's the tom holland spider-man what it oh, is, is it? yeah no what it is is apparently at some point in the film some like heckler throws like green paint all over him and oh. so he doesn't stand out he turns his costume inside out oh cool Which, so like all that stuff is like the circuitry that's on the inside of his costume and then he's got like some doctor strange yeah thing yeah, which like... i imagine is probably something that, that he has to use to like get the villains back into their dimensions or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i i guess we'll find out yeah i mean like it looks interesting enough it looks like they have actually zeroed in on a real story to tell here with the <laughs> holland version I just hope when this is done, can we please just, you know, go back to Spider-Man having regular adventures? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Will this finally get something out of Sony's goddamn system? Look, you got your goddamn Sinister Six. You did it in the weirdest, most uncomfortable way possible, but you got it. Yeah, you finally got it. You, you can tick off that contract slat, slat. Now go do something else. Go go make your Aunt May spy thriller. <laughs> Yeah, go go make that Spider-Gwen movie you've been working on forever, which we still might end up getting. It just might be animated. Yeah. For real. Also, too, again, because it's only five villains, do we think there's going to be a sixth one? Let me throw a crazy theory out there, and let me tell you, and you tell me what you think about it. So Mysterio seemingly died at the end of the last movie by his own hands. 
but he's mysterious and everything is mm -hmm. illusion based. What if he's still alive? And what if that's the big twist that he's actually pulling the strings behind this in his own weird way? Maybe they'll steal an idea from the ultimate universe and be actually, yeah, there's multiple Mysterios working together. That would make that. That's like the obvious thing. Like it's, it's yeah. going to be that. And yeah, it's going to, the, the, the funny thing is going to be like the guy who claimed to be from the multiverse is actually now like working with a multiverse counterpart of himself or yeah. something. That would be pretty hilarious where it's like, yeah, I almost shot myself, but then crazy ultimate universe Mysterio got me and said, no, 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 I got a plan. The, the, the other idea is that it, is it, is it, is it, is the statue of limitations on Venom spoilers like lifted? No one I gives a so. shit. The no. end of Venom, Venom ends up in the MCU. Um, yeah. So like maybe he's the sixth member. Sure. Because for some reason at the end of that film, Venom hates Spider-Man. Even, Even though, though he just like yeah never met him before, just sees him on the TV. <laughs> okay. Just instinctually, he knows to hate him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be Jared Leto and his sex cult. Maybe he's the sixth <laughs> villain. Yeah, not Morbius. Just Jared Leto and his sex just cult. Jared Leto in his robes. He comes out. <laughs> That'd be fun. Also, what's the over-under that maybe we'll see a live-action Miles in this, too, and say that, oh, yeah, he's from the multiverse animated universe? Because yeah, if, we, if we're because if we going to be tying ourselves to all the shitty Sony properties, we might as well tie ourselves to the one undeniably good Sony property that everyone loves. Maybe, maybe. I know I know that, that Miles does exist in the MCU mm. because uh, Aaron is, is in the film. That's true. Yeah. So, and that they make a reference to to uh miles in homecoming i think yeah because we got a future proof it as cosmic reject brings up too it could also just be vulture yeah they could also yeah. just dust vulture off for yeah it. yeah I, well, I know michael keaton said something he was doing something recently that was vulture related like filming something that was vulture related and dr strangers yeah. has had uh reshoots recently right also, you know, it would be interesting with him to come back because it's like, oh, whose side is Michael Keaton on? Because he actively protected Spider-Man's secret at the end of the other movie, even though he didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man has like a kind of cool relationship with Adrian. Very. Where where it's like, yeah, he, he's not going to tell him his secret. And I guess that's like part of the fun for him. Right. And also, I guess it also doesn't even matter anymore because now that secret is out to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well again, like is that gonna still still stay like that by the end of the film or is no one gonna remember is that gonna be like i could see some real drama coming from the fact that now everyone doesn't remember him including mj yeah 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 that that could be a way to reset a lot of stuff should they want to reset it yeah i don't think they need to reset it after only three movies but you know what the fuck do i know <laughs> They also imply that, too, that they, oh, no, they might be killing Zendaya in the same way they killed, uh, what is it, freaking Gwen and the other one. They're not going to Nah, she'll, she'll be saved by another one of the fucking Spider-Men. Garfield will come in and save her and be like, no, not again, never again. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Because they have to close that loop for some reason. So, apparently people care about that a lot and i'm like why it was in a bad movie it came out of nowhere in the last five minutes <laughs> again based on an even older story yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah the trailer does look pretty good i have my own weird reservations and everything but i mean this is the mcu we're dealing with they've mostly been able to spin gold out of everything they've touched mm-hmm mm -hmm. 
And again, I think they know full well how important this Spider-Man project is and how important it is that, you know, they don't go the way of the Sony properties and they don't make people hate it after three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I mean, there's a there's a way to go about it. Yeah. And also, we get more Willem Dafoe again in a movie, which, I mean, is just good for everyone. Yeah, yeah, he'll be hamming it up, and I imagine Mm -hmm. we'll have many many more memes. Ah, that's what it's really about. We're doing it for the memes. (laughs) The the Willem Dafoe memes, yeah. Sleep. (laughs) I'm something of a goblin myself. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Oh, they'll all be in the film because, of course, Sony yeah gotta, gotta gotta get them references gotta it's what the kids like <laughs> gotta gotta hit them while they're hot <laughs> uh, now uh from spider-man news to batman news uh the solicitations for dc comics hit this week and uh, a couple big revelations off the back of them apparently batman inc will be returning to the pages of the new upcoming joshua williamson batman series but wait are they returning as villains yeah that's interesting Yes, because we see, uh, what is it, Batman Inc., a lot of the characters, you know, Night Runner, uh, La Gaucho, but they seem to be hanging out with the new Joshua Williamson villainous creation, Abyss. Yeah. Again, it's just a cover. It's probably not indicative of what actually is happening in the book. Uh, but yeah, that, that'd be pretty interesting to see if they actually are uh, maybe going after Batman. And, and Batman, who is leaving Gotham. Yes. Which is very interesting because uh, it was just announced as well that Jace Fox's Batman is leaving Gotham for New York. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, New York's going to be his Gotham. So every Batman's just fucking up Yeah, so, there's, I, so if he leaves at the same time, there's going to be a moment in time where there's no Batman in Gotham. You know what I think that is? I think that's John really being like, cool, so I'm ready to write my Batman finally. Oh, uh, yeah, well, our new editorial mandate is no Batmans in Gotham. They're all <laughs> leaving, so if he was to stay, he would instantly become the Batman of Gotham. We can't have that. <laughs> also, too, I love Joshua Williamson. There's no doubt that DC creatively is on the man's back right now, and he's turning out some really amazing stuff and putting out a lot of continuity fires. <laughs> if this is his big original villain he's running with for Batman Abyss... I think he kind of looks like shit, honestly. It, it, I, again, it, I think it's too close to like Ghostmaker. Very. Like, he too, looks like introducing it. a villain that, like, yeah, kind of looks like Ghostmaker, but like in like a darker costume, and yeah, and, yeah a bit too close to his his appear, first appearance to be doing a new uh, uh, new character. And what is actually happening with Ghostmaker anyway? He just I'm... disappearing with along with James Tynan to Substack. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming all of those original characters are going to be fallen by the wayside after yeah. this. But uh, yeah, when I see the name Abyss, and it's like, oh, he's got two little Grim Reaper sides and a hood and, you know, cool little neon X's on his eyes. I'm like, wow, that looks like every original villain I drew when I was 13. Yeah, um, I get it. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> Maybe, I guess we'll see. I think Batman's had a real problem in the last couple years with too many villains who are trying to be like the next Deathstroke or the next Prometheus. No one wants to be like the next Clock King or the yeah. next Two-Face. Next like, Penguin or something. They're always yeah. going to be fucking, fucking edgy and awesome and like the antithesis of Batman and everything. Yeah, they, they all want to be the Grim Reaper. They all want to be Phantasm. What happened to the colorful villains with the gimmicks? Hell, what happened to, like, just make, like, like a new mob king or something? 
like for real. The, like a new mob boss he's got to fight that's like uh like uh, uh gives batman a run for his money or something it doesn't have to be like someone who actually can tackle batman physically tell me about it <laughs> michael reese another month another 20 batman books and dc solicitations well he does keep the lights on in that yeah. company doesn't he yeah but yeah I, t- I totally agree with you matt yeah let's get another new mob boss hell dust off an old one say hey we're recanonizing rupert thorne or here's lou moxon jr from like the fucking golden age yeah or like hell like uh they fucking they're sick of working in metropolis send fucking bruno Mannheim and uh his cult of crime over there yeah, to, yeah to gotham. It, intergang comes to gotham yeah. yeah i like that a lot yeah have, have they never told that story that's a good story i don't know i know that there's like a, a moment there where like batwoman's involved with like the crime bible and all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah. but yeah the, i don't think they've ever really come to gotham Especially now would be a good time to have someone like Bruno Ugly Mannheim be like, yeah, hey, you know, there's no organized street stuff in Gotham anymore. It keeps getting blown up by jokers and scarecrows. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get back to business, everyone. Guns, drugs, prostitution, <laughs> NFTs, all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, monkey NFTs. <laughs> yeah, we're getting We're going to have so many everybody. people right-clicking and saving them, and we're going to trade them on the black market. <laughs> There you go. Bomber guy, everyone trying too hard to be KG Beast. Yeah, KG Beast is another perfect example of we're mm-hmm. going to create a villain that's so cool and yeah. everyone's going to love him. Yeah. And as you said, they all they all kind of look like uh, like offshoots of like Deathstroke. Yes. And, and like characters like that where they're all like tactical and military mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's never anything and never anyone like no one wants to be looking like a like scarecrow or yeah uh, or penguin or, or Zaz or something. Or any of those guys. Hell, for all the shit they give Mr. Bloom, all the credit in the world for Scott Snyder for trying something new and weird. Yeah, yeah. Again, he didn't stick around that long. He was really more of a Gordon villain and then kind of became a Duke villain <laughs> yep, for a yep. bit. Uh, honestly, you know who my favorite newer Batman villain is? And I'm pretty sure she's a Tynan creation, actually. And no one's brought her up and no one's mentioned her after this story. Mother from Batman and Robin Forever or United or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like that monthly series they did. Yeah, she, 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 hasn't really, she hasn't been in anything in a long time nothing since that story though she was on the gotham show which blows me away okay because <laughs> gotham burnt through like every other uh creation they have but yeah mother was cool because she was just an old lady who dressed like an english nanny and her <laughs> deal was she turned kids into child soldiers and everything and it reflected batman's own messed up relationship to children yeah yeah again stuff like that's pretty awesome yeah someone said what about arkham knight Arkham Knight is also very much in that same field of like, oh, I'm like Batman, but evil, and I have a sword and everything. And they're doing stuff with Arkham Knight now anyway in Task Force C. Yeah. Again, willing to give Joshua Williamson all the credit in the world, but I look at this and I'm just like, this doesn't fill me with help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I don't know. May, maybe as well as like, it might be tied into like all the stuff he's doing with like the Infinite Frontier and everything. True true again abyss might take their mask off and be someone completely uh, unexpected yeah how uh, again tying it into the infinite frontier what if it's like another earth's batman oh shit again must we keep doing evil batman from the multiverse (laughs) yes yes joe we have they sell the fucking books i guess we must but again i hate this idea that oh batman is so fucking cool the only person who can fight batman is another (laughs) batman that's my issue that's how we sell the books joe (laughs) 
or you can just create a new villain. Hell, I'm thinking back even further. Remember the designer Tynan's yeah. first big villain who turned out to actually be nobody at all? It turned out yeah. to be like a zombie that fucking That was Joker really was fucking piloting. cool. That was a cool villain. It was. It was very very Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. And he even looked like a Metal Gear villain. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. I found out later through the grapevine the theory that you and I had. I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if Designer turned out to actually be like Alfred in disguise and this was like Batman trying to get over on his villains? Uh, apparently that was true. Apparently that was the original oh, idea. God damn it. Why couldn't they go through with it? Because they wanted Alfred to stay dead. But again, I'm pretty sure Joshua Williamson is going to be bringing him back in Robin. So there we go. God damn it. <laughs> So they kind of got with that. Yeah, Bomber Guy, the Victim Syndicate. They were cool. Whatever happened yeah, to the Victim yeah. Syndicate? Another tie in creation. Yeah, from Detective Comics. Yeah, they kind of just I, disappeared as well. Yeah, they were solid. We also never found out who the first victim was. No. That's just another tie in story that left unanswered, which, fuck, I wish he did that story instead of doing Fear State. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he could have tied it all back together. That's the thing, too, where everyone's like, oh, this Tynan Batman run is so bad. I'm like, no, it was bad at the end. It was pretty good at the beginning, yeah. and he also had a much better Batman run. It was just called Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so there's your Batman Inc. news, everyone. We'll see about this. This doesn't start until issue seven, and I'm assuming uh, Williamson's Batman run has to begin soon because we got the Omega issue, and then I guess we just start yeah, right away. It's the next issue, yeah, which makes yeah. whatever happened at the end of Fear State just even more incomprehensible. And even more kind of meaningless. I got to wonder how quickly Joshua Williamson got word that he was going to be writing Batman now because it feels like it all happened very soon. Well, we only found out not too long ago. It's true, because Tynan was leaving, getting that big Substack deal, getting all those TV deals, and then it's like, oh, who the fuck's going to write Batman? Ah, uh, Joshua Williamson, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <coughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, moving on from there, we got some more news again in the DC Pantheon. Uh, now, Matt, uh, hold on to your hat, because this might just blow you away. But uh, apparently in 2022, so, you know, next year sometime, uh, Nightwing, is going to be teaming up with John Kent. I mean, it's oh, all really. It's almost as if they're written by the same person. <laughs> or something. This is like the most obvious thing to happen in the history of comic books. Tell me about it. <laughs> I do love the idea, though. Like again, because it's just it's just such a no brainer slam dunk. Yeah, the adopted son of Batman teaming up with the real son of Superman as he is beginning his super career as Nightwing is going into the next stage of his super career now that he has money and everything not only that they, they they've like signposted the fuck out of it by like oh yeah uh, like john has already met with like dick and everything and he's met with mm -hmm. wally as well and they're yep. setting up all this stuff up with those two and everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so it is a no-brainer <laughs> no-brainer written by the same guy i'm sure uh tom taylor has many ideas and i'm sure they'll be very fun yeah yeah this is the biggest no-brainer now again uh, did they say if this was going to be in like a story running through both their books or if this was going to be a new batman superman type deal i think it's one issue of nightwing and one issue of uh son of kal-el all right so because they because uh tom mentioned that this cover here gets like there's a, a connected cover with this and then another uh, cover so i imagine the other cover is son of kal-el all right so a little two-parter that's fun i like that yeah this should be good. I'm sure they'll bring up the fact where it's like, hey, you know, Nightwing is actually a Kryptonian thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be fun. I'm sure there's lots of places they could go with this. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's there's just some good news, everyone. There's a story that I'm sure everyone will like. <laughs> they don't happen all the time, but here's like here's the biggest no-brainer. Everyone's gonna like this story. <laughs> now, uh, moving on with a bit more of an outside the box uh, idea here. Uh, the Watcher, boy, he's sure been doing good recently because of What If. Everyone knows his name now. If they didn't already, he's a he's a household commodity now. And apparently, he's gonna be getting his own tie-in miniseries for the upcoming Reckoning War, which is the big Dan Slott Fantastic Four event. I, I have to imagine when they were writing uh, like this event, because this the, the writing would have happened just before What If happened, and then What If happened, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, the watch is so fucking awesome, and everything. They're like, okay, crack the glass, and, and we'll start implementing mm-hmm. more Watcher into this story. It's It's truly amazing, and I bet we never thought we'd see the day where it's like, yeah, the Watcher is big now. We really got to push the Watcher and put the Watcher in more things. Well, again, they started, like, just before What If started coming on, they started, like, uh, signaling his return uh, with him coming back and, like, uh, the original Nick Fury getting mm. uh, freed from, like, his servitude and whatnot and the chains and everything and him getting his eyes and everything. Has anyone followed up on that story again? Nope. What the hell happened to old Nick Fury? Nope. <laughs> I think they just hope we're going to forget about it, yeah? I imagine that stuff like this is going to deal with it. Timeless and Reckoning War you and whatnot. Would, you would hope so. Though, honestly, the more I look at Timeless, the more I'm like, oh, so time's the new big thing again. I'm just like, I can't. Because it's I the can't. same thing in the, in the MCU. Time and same. Uh, multiverses and all that sort of stuff like look it's a great idea when it's just a seasoning but when it's the whole meal i know i know <laughs> and like again, marvel and dc do this every now and then where they like really they, they they'll go too far into the synergy <laughs> yeah they overload you and it gets to be a little much as a comic fan and a person who goes to see the movies only if anything at times i almost feel a little jealous of the people who just interact with this universe by the movies and tv <laughs> shows because again you're not thinking about it all the time <laughs> but yeah i mean this is interesting i I don't think dan slot said that this is going to be his last fantastic four story but he's certainly making it out to be that this is like his biggest fantastic four story ever it's probably coming towards the end yeah because i imagine because like they've got to get a new writer on for like the when the movie comes out true it's like you think that but then you're also reminded where it's like yeah but didn't he write spider-man for like over a decade (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he want to do that again with like another set of characters no i guess not that that was some hard work he did on that (laughs) i can i can only imagine so yeah if you love the watcher you're gonna be getting more watcher than you know what to do with (laughs) coming this year i think now, again, as we're on the subject of multiverses and Spider-Man and everything else, uh, here's another story that I'm sure is going to hit home with you pretty big. Uh, hey, Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider, as she is known to her friends. Pretty popular, right? Pretty big. Started in the original Spider-Verse as a variant cover that got so big and popular, it launched a whole sub-franchise. Well, guess what? She's getting her own Spider-Verse event now, Gwenverse. Uh, yeah, of c- c- g- yeah, whatever. Cool. Is, is is the spider is the ghost spider book even going on anymore i lost track i of don't it. think so i think that finished up a long time ago because like the stuff i've read of spider gwen ghost spider was always good but i always said i'm like but what's the shelf life on this how long are you going to be able to keep doing this for until you run out of road and the answer is we never have to stop we're never going to run out of road <laughs> the the one thing that really annoys me about this obviously on the cover we get like the you know 
the usual Captain America and Wolverine and mm-hmm. all those uh, like uh, variants. And I, I kind of wish like for once that they would do something where they do variants with like other heroes or villains and stuff like that. Right. And yeah. Not it's always the same sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. As it's, it's what's popular at the moment. It's like they were also doing a, like a what if I think. Uh, uh, I saw a uh, a cover for a what if, and it's what if Miles Morales was Captain America, mm, and I'm yes, like, well, that's also gonna that, be a thing. he'd just be Sam Wilson at that point, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's like, well, like what makes that interesting? I don't know. What it is is that the variants are very cool, and the artist yeah. had a lot of fun designing the costume, and because the characters are likable enough on their own merits, we hope that that will carry the whole story. <laughs> Because, again, let's face it, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, whatever you want to call her, is one of the greatest success stories in Marvel Comics. She was a fucking variant cover that that everyone's like, that's so cool, that costume is so good, I would happily read a whole series about that. Then she got, like, three, and then she joined the main universe, and now she's getting a whole event that's like, but what other costumes can we put Gwen (laughs) Stacy into? Uh, How about a Captain America one, a Wolverine one? What about a Thor one? why not if any of these are popular we'll spin that off yeah too. yeah well, what's sticking what's sticking like is the captain america one can we get a captain gwen story what's going on why why the fuck now which is funny because if you read the spider gwen book it was also filled with variants like what if daredevil was the kingpin what if yeah, you know yeah. the thing never became the thing and became a cop what if captain america was a woman interestingly enough that's where the first captain carter is yeah yeah so again, I feel like this is more of a testing ground. It's like, yeah, but what other what ifs can we do? Again, it's like the original what ifs. It was all like, what what do you guys want? What's going to stick that we could probably put into the main universe? It's also funny too, because it's like, hey, didn't this character have a hard time holding down a book? Yes, but here's a big event story with them. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to we'll make, make her matter. <laughs> yeah, and again, even if it doesn't, what we'll make back in action figures and character skins and posters and costumes and yeah. everything else will be more than worth it. Where's the Gwen Stacy Fortnite skin? <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet that exists. If that doesn't exist, <laughs> then I think that'd be crazy. <laughs> Also, yes, as the chat is saying, that's Night Gwen on the cover, too, because Gwen Stacy was also Batgirl in that other story yeah. with the, what is it, Squadron yeah, Supreme. The, so not only. The Heroes Reborn stuff, yeah. Yeah, so not only is she Spider Girl, she's also Batgirl, too. Yeah, Batgirl, Nightwing crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cowboy helping us out in the chat. In Spider Gwen comic book, I recall her teaming with Silk and Spider Woman. I wonder if Gwenverse will pick up from there. Maybe if that's where that story ended. Yeah, well, again, I guess it depends on what the writer wants to keep. True. Yeah. Do we know who's writing this? Uh, I feel like I should know, but I just saw the poster and stopped yeah. there. <laughs> that's what they, they're not relying on there, who's, who the writer is. They're relying on that image. <laughs> Yes, this is a very art-driven book, which is fine. And if you're a fan, I'm sure you'll enjoy this because it's more of the thing you like. Yes, and th- th- it also means as well that this book will probably have about 50 billion uh, variant mm. covers, each featuring a different Gwen. Pick them up at your local Comic-Con if when you can go to them. Yes, because they'll all be worth something, but not really. Because there'll be too hey, many the- of them made. <laughs> hey, they're all worth something to somebody. <laughs> hey, that Miracle Molly I bought is got to appreciate value. I mean, it did, didn't it? Wasn't it worth a lot of money right Not away? Really. I haven't checked back on it. <laughs> Not really. But no, I remember it was. It was going yeah, for, for a like, lot of money. For like, for like a hot minute. 
and then it's yeah. like, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, you see, Matt, in speculator a speculator market. Yeah, I see. In, a, in the speculator market where everything is a grift, you got to get in quick. They made too many of them. You got to gotta get in there quick, everybody. It's the old uh, death of Superman all over again. Pretty much. Pretty much. And don't worry. We'll, we will be talking more about Miracle Molly later. Don't worry. <laughs> I know a lot of people just wiped a lot of sweat from their brow like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're not done yet with DC stuff, too. As we had mentioned before, Batman is going to be leaving Gotham City, which begs the question, what the hell is the Detective Comics going to become now? Because we can't have two books about him not being in Gotham. Apparently, because of that, Detective Comics is actually returning to its roots of not just being about Batman. Uh, Detective Comics is going to stay in Gotham City, but it's going to focus on other members of the Bat family. Yeah, we're getting a big 12-issue uh story series called shadows of the bat which to, mm. to me is just, it just signals like oh this is mariko tamaki getting to do what she wants to do on the book for the yeah. first time since taking up the book yeah hey mariko you were a good little soldier there for a minute by doing all this fear state bullshit and you know having the backups of your book set up for a uh, task force z and everything now you get to play in gotham with no one else encroaching on you basically yeah i'm really looking forward to it because it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome also, judging by this cover, it looks like Psycho Pirates involved. Psycho Pirates involved. Uh, I th I'm think there. Were, who else was involved? I, I like saw there was like a heap of covers for it released because it's fucking twelve issues. Yeah. I, I want to say there was a Joker cover. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's all, all these characters that like we we hardly get to see. Psycho Pirates quite an interesting one because obviously we saw his involvement in Infinite yeah. Frontier. So what mm -hmm. does that have to do with? this book what indeed yeah again psycho pirate whose whole shtick is he knows about crises and continuity yeah the one thing i really hope since we're we're going to be focusing on other heroes is i hope they take a cue from uh future state and we get to see more slam bradley and his bar mm, yes that'd be fun yeah that, i thought that that was one of the things in, in the future state gotham stuff that was really cool he has like a bar set up where like people who cosplayers heroes and villains come and just like fuck around i mean tamaki wrote that didn't she i i'm not too sure i want to say she no no it was maybe it was a backup in her i'm pretty uh, sure it was a backup book. yeah okay but still there's places you could go with it and again gotham has always been bigger than batman detective <laughs> comics hasn't always been a batman book so no. i'm interested to see this return to form yeah yeah so you know definitely i'll definitely check this one out even if it is more Batman-related content. But it's, it's <laughs> Batman without Batman. It's like Garfield yeah. without Garfield. And, and, and it should be good because it's Mariko Tamaki getting to finally do something. Tell me about it. Remember how good that book was when it started? And then it's like, oh, events and editorial are yeah. clearly smothering this. Yep, yep. Uh, now, from there, we got another piece of DC news. And this one feels like a no-brainer, but it's nice to have it uh, finally announced. Uh, that Aquaman The Becoming book from Brandon Thomas... Uh, will be reaching its end as it's only a mini series, but guess what? It's not stopping there because the book will actually be rebranding and become Aquaman now, which is going to feature both Calder and Arthur in a team-up book. Yeah, it was again kind of a no-brainer. It was going to happen. Yeah. It was kind of signposted everywhere that this was what was going to happen. 
it's funny that this has like been the longest since the new 52 where Arthur Aquaman didn't have a book, but only existing in like miniseries and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just been like part of like the justice league and justice league dark and like, and, and like the, uh, a secondary character in this becoming book as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's nice to see Brandon Thomas kind of to kind of get to take the helm of like a big series and a big character like this. Clearly, uh, you know, the right people are seeing what he's doing on The Becoming. Obviously, he's very involved in Milestone. Apparently, he's going to be right in that Milestone movie whenever the yep. hell that happens. Yep. And uh, clearly, DC, you know, wants to keep this hot young writer, uh, what is it, you know, uh, friendly to their cause. So he gets to do all of Aquaman. And all right, I mean, this this is enough to make me want to check out what the fuck Aquaman's doing. Yeah, I'm like an issue behind on Becoming. And so far, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Again, feels like, you know, they they you know, struck while the hammer was ice cold with Calder <laughs> when he was doing so big and was, you know, popular on Young Justice. They came to it too late. There was a lot of discontinuity. Is he the character from the show? Is he not the character from the show? Shave his head and eh, let him grow his hair back out again. <laughs> but it looked like they're finally figuring it out. And, and I think they want to future proof this, too, because they're like, hey, we're making Aquaman movies now. What if Momoa doesn't want to do it in a little bit? Mm hmm. Mm hmm then maybe we should have another aqua person waiting in the rings yeah yep yep so there's a thing uh now what else do we got going on there after that oh that's it that's the news for this week oh we got one more bit of news that you forgot and oh you gonna that's forget right this. i forgot it twice now but i will let you take point <laughs> on this matt because this is this has matt written all over it yeah it is pretty big bit of, bit of news uh and that is that uh lucasfilm are teaming back up with dark horse comics again to continue uh doing star wars comics with them which is not very interesting because there was a minute there where we thought they had lost the license completely well they they did and it was given to idw oh, and now right. idw is their uh tenure is ending so i guess it's going back to dark horse and no this doesn't mean the marvel comics star wars stuff is stopping that's still going apparently what uh dark horse is going to be doing is more of the all ages books and the high republic stuff which is mm. what idw was doing so i imagine it's right. just like a transition sort of thing right because no I was, i'm thinking idw does like all ages spider-man and shit but i'm guessing this is the same deal they want but for star wars I, yeah yeah it's so weird marvel their relationship with other companies and their big brands i guess they're like well we got it and we can't make everything yeah yeah i i just don't I get the idea behind the idw stuff why couldn't marvel just do those comics i don't i like, don't it doesn't make it. any sense to me i don't understand i don't understand this weird game of like contractual hot potato they've been playing but yeah yeah but no that, that that's pretty cool i'm and i'm interested to see what they're going to be doing beyond that because they didn't really give an idea of what else they're going to be doing uh in terms no, of comics yeah. they did mention they're going to be doing original graphic novels as well so i i'm right. not sure if if that just means more adaptations of the high republic books like they've been doing and like and like all the books they've been doing or whether that's actual original creations from dark horse this this feels like a story just for you because it's like okay yeah. here's more stuff that i will read as a, an ultra star wars fan who needs to keep everything straight the best thing as well this news broke while i was str live streaming uh the old republic oh fun so i'm like oh that's awesome that's great timing what are what are the odds of that yeah 
hey, just give me more Star Wars Legacy. No, I know you can't because it was <laughs> oh, done. If they, if, they, if they bring back Ostrander and Ollie. and those guys are, oh, yes, hey, yes, please. Uh, hey, Ostrander's hot right now off his, <laughs> you know, the Suicide Squad cameo. Yeah, just pay him whatever he wants to just write some more stuff about Cade Skywalker and all his friends. That'd be nice. I would like that a lot. That is that is the Star Wars future that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, everyone. We got DC, we got Marvel, and we got a little Star Wars in there for you, too. You got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, Crimson Echidna helping us out, but also coming late. We mentioned the Miles Morales What If, that he's getting another series, very much like Gwenverse at the same time, where it's like, well, what if Miles was other people? Yeah, yeah. Which also seems like, hey, here's a fun excuse for artists to draw fun and interesting <laughs> costumes with Miles that we can turn into figures and maybe what if episodes yeah, and character a, skins for games. And special variant covers that we can flood the market with and people will think it's worth something. Get get your favorite because it's going to sell out. Yep. That's what I would do. Also, too, hey, these costumes are probably better than the costume he's wearing right now in the comics. <laughs> I haven't seen his new costume, but I know he does have a new one. It's like it's like a more red than black, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, what if Scarlet Spider started wearing a tracksuit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, thank you. Which is, which is fine. It covers his mouth in a weird way, which I don't like. Okay. It's kind of, it's like, it's anime in the bad ways where it's like, oh, and here's like, you know how in anime there's characters who like just have like big collars that cover their mouths yeah. for reasons. Yeah. Couldn't he just have that costume he wore in that Jim's Up Champions book where they went to the like Dungeons oh, and Dragons world? That's a good one. You know what I think it is? I think they need to change his costume now so they can make a big deal of changing it back when Spider-Verse 2 comes out. Yeah, or it's something more in line with what he's going to be wearing in Spider-Verse 2. <laughs> maybe who the hell knows yeah that's that's my theory again i think a lot of spider-man right now is like yeah but we got new movies and anniversaries coming up that we need to build to yeah because i don't think anyone loves the new costume i think everyone is just okay with it yeah though i think a lot of maybe a lot of people realize it's like a transitional costume or it's like yeah. hey, it's not going to stay around for long yeah which again Saldan amid did literally the same thing with miss marvel over in her book gave her a costume where everyone's like it's fine it was not as good as the old one and then she just went back to the old one yeah yeah i feel this is going to be the same thing where it's like yeah you didn't like it but it's great that i got this back now right <laughs> i think he's actually fighting taskmaster now in the new book i'm waiting okay. for the arc to be done to read it because that's how i read it now that's cool yeah Again, more kind of video gamey connection. Here he is fighting Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with that out of the way, we can get to what we read this week. I only read five books this week. I'm kind of behind. Yeah, yeah. But a uh, nice mix of what I did read. Where where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, well, let's get uh, Fear State out of the way. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure was on James Tynan's whiteboard when he was writing this story. Let's get Fear State out of the way. <laughs> as he counts his uh, substack money. Yeah, as he's just waiting. Yeah, if you ever wanted to know what a series was like when a good, talented writer has one foot firmly out the door the entire time, <laughs> that's what this was. It's like, look, I will write it and I'll finish it, but it's not going to be my best work, I promise you. <laughs> Which is weird because Joker continues to be good, and apparently that vampire book is good too. So this is the one he slept walked through. Yeah, well, I get again. It's like Batman, so it's like, yeah, whatever I write, people are gonna buy anyway and love because it's, it's Batman. Good. 
which fair enough, whether it's good or bad, who cares? Mine will just be another in a great sea of Batman stories, but I can still write the best Gordon story and I can still write the best vampire story. Yep. Yep. So might as well. This, this is the big finale of the story, but really because the story is so thin, it's like the end to three other stories. Mm hmm that are all kind of happening at the same time yeah it, it's it's funny because like i don't think there was a there was enough content in fear state to to warrant as many issues as it is but then is also so they've taken that content and then stretched it out and yep. then may and then rushed through that content it's so it's such a weirdly put together story so yeah. like it starts with Nightwing and the other heroes raiding the Magistrate airbase, which is what we see in the Nightwing tie-in from this week, and I'm like, oh, so they beat Simon Saint, but like yeah. they've never they've never met Simon Saint yeah. or talked to him before. The Nightwing and the Bat Family are the ones responsible for the downfall of the Magistrate, not Batman. Even though yeah. like this whole thing's been building up to that sort of stuff. Yeah, Batman has a punch up in the sewers with a guy who we which has been, been going on for like four fucking issues. Yeah, and technically even longer if you count, uh, what is it, Future State, where Mahoney was the bad guy there, mm -hmm. too. And it's like, oh, so Batman has a punch-up in the sewers with a guy who never really mattered. No, no. That's weird. We see that. We see the big reuniting of Poison Ivy and her good half. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'd probably appreciate this more if I was reading the Harley book. That That's what really, that's what frustrated me about that. Because I knew that came out this week as well. I haven't been reading those secret files because, no thank you because why the yeah. story's already yeah. thin i don't need yeah. more background but, on a story that's already thin but, but what i hated about this is that like it like she's get introduced to that like extra part of her and mm. it's like okay the gardener kept it because she's the innocent part of you and didn't want that to be destroyed mm. and queen ivy after like spending two issues being like not fucking sick of all this shit all this bullshit just Kill like is, is just like okay and just like accepts it and it's like okay maybe put a little bit more into that it's it's so this drama you built up was actually no drama at all and no real tension that's true across the book too where it's like oh no is this important actually no it was never important no no that th this book is great for that where it's like oh so there were never any real stakes is what you were saying no no there wasn't actually absolutely wasn't they keep saying like oh you know the terror on the streets the fear stand like really because it seems like regular people just went inside and show show bit. us this terror show us like all this stuff no no you can't do that this this just seems like a weaker version of joker war at least with joker war there were kill crazy clowns on the street that, that that's what like uh like the nightwing book needed it needed to be like like he needed to be like down on the street and there's like riots and like people viciously murdering each other and Dick's yep. got to, like, stop these people, not deal with the fucking magistrate and all that sort of stuff. For all the talk about fear, they really did nothing to explore no. it, which is a shame. No. That's, that That was annoying. Uh, what else was annoying? Oh, the fact that the book almost actually comes to life for a moment in the last couple pages when it's like, oh. With Batman so and Miracle Molly? Yeah, because yeah. it's like, okay, so Miracle Molly has to defuse the fear bomb. But wait, why would I want to do that? My whole group was about trying to transform the world. I can actually inverse what Crane is doing here, and I can actually complete our plan of removing everyone's fear and trauma and giving them all a fresh start. I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is actually, this is something. Yeah, this it's is the only thing in the, in the issue I really love because it built on that relationship that Batman and yes. Molly had. And like, I, I would have loved the book if it like completely subverted everything and she sets the bomb off, but it doesn't Same. work properly and just works on Batman. 
or like, something like that. Because then that would feed into the whole thing of Batman deciding if he wanted to go through with this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he ends up going through it anyway. And again, he talks Miracle Molly down by giving it an impassioned speech, which, yes, does tie back into the themes that, you know, Tynan was working with when I still enjoyed the story about, you know, retributive justice versus restorative justice and saying, you know, it's not just criminals who are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Being superstitious and fearful is part of human condition. You can't just turn that on and off because we're all who we are, the good and the bad. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I just wish you didn't jam it all here right at the end. It's a good speech, but, like, again, no real drama because it's like, oh, yeah, I believe you, Batman. Good speech. Yeah, yeah. Again, again it, it would have been really great if he gave that big speech and she still, like, set it off. And then she did it anyway, yeah. Because, again, that would also tie into the thing where Batman's like, look, you know, I, I didn't have to keep peace on the street because Nightwing and Ghostmaker and Harley Quinn and Clown Hunter and all these people who I gave second chances to, you know, they're doing it for me because, you know, that's, you know, you, you have to not be afraid to trust people. Trusting people is the scariest thing you can do. So, yeah, that would be a nice subversion. Like, oh, you trust Miracle Molly and she was actually the wrong person to trust because, you know, sometimes when you trust, you get burnt. <laughs> yeah, and then that, that could also, then give the next writer a chance to to write a more harder batman who doesn't trust anyone and leaves the city because of it yeah again i i have to wonder you know did tynan get maybe a little too precious with his creation at the end yeah maybe <laughs> got a little too precious there because like yeah if miracle molly ended up fucking over everyone that would be kind of awesome yeah it would be yeah it would be kind of awesome. And then you know what it is? It's like, I feel like they've done the story. Like, you know, what if everyone in Gotham was free of their fear and trauma? Remember in like the new 52, that Gothopia book they did for like a couple issues where like, yeah. what if Gotham was nice and closer to Metropolis? Yep. That, that feels like where they could have gone with it, but it's like, nah. And what's even crazier is that when the story is done, it's still not done because no. we have an Omega issue to deal with the fallout. And I'm like, what fallout? We saw yeah. it all. It, yeah, the, the issue just just ends the biggest most important thing is oracle lost her tower that's it yeah uh, everything else like, i guess like like scarecrow was shot but like he still lived yeah and, long yeah, enough th- to talk shit yeah th- that's about it mayor nakano gets a pass even though he's like yeah. a lot to blame in this but don't worry because he's also doing task force z shit apparently too yeah oh god damn it i i want something bad to happen to that guy I know, which is such a shame, too, because here's another character who came in and was actually pretty fascinating yeah, and yeah. came from Detective, who it's like, oh, he's a former Gotham cop who, you know, doesn't like superheroes, but actually has kind of an understandable reason to, and he's not corrupt, and he walks the walk and talks the talk, and he's not afraid to fight people for what he believes in, but, like, every story has just made him more and more of a shitty, sniveling politician. Yeah, I, again, I really wish they did like the story i pitch where it's like they do something where it's some sort of psychological thing that when you become the mayor of gotham just just something happens to you because just like the city corrupts you You and and just yeah just fucks you over and and he's like stuck in a position of power with no actual real power and like he can't do anything that would have been interesting too, or at least tell a story. And maybe Tamaki will tell this when she doesn't have to write about Batman and events. Mm-hmm. You know, have him have like a come to God moment where it's like, wow, I became everything I ran against. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, maybe Batman and these superheroes do kind of have a point because, like you said, this city wears on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
that would be something yeah maybe that's what she's going to do and hopefully she does yeah it would be something as opposed to the nothing it's funny too that nightwing book you know apart from just dealing with uh, simon saint and getting him out of the way in a really you know un uninteresting manner the book then has the goal to be like oh but they didn't catch seer this other villain we pulled out of our ass because we needed another one if you want to see more of seer read the batgirls book and i'm like oh that's an anti-commercial <laughs> that makes me not want to read batgirls the, uh, seer is such a strange character because here in, in in that in that book as well she's nothing like she is in i am batman she is more interesting in i am batman because she's like this like uh like hardcore right winger who's like stoking oh, the wow. fires of like uh paramilitary people to like go up oh. against the cops and 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 free themselves from the oppressed and and, oh, and the fake news and all that it's like all that but none of that's in in nightwing or anything and she's just like some rich kid you, you know what that is clearly Clearly, the writers didn't talk to each other on yeah. this one. It's like, look, I'm out the door. Here's the character sheets for what we're doing. Write whatever you want, because they're all just going to throw it away when I leave anyway. So Yeah, yeah. Just so disappointing, because you know this writer can do better. And holy shit, Fear State was so unamazing and so just kind of boring that it dragged out all the other Batman books it touched. Yeah, yeah. This is this is an event on autopilot. This is a creator who's like, I am not gonna give this a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it, it I, and it, it boggles in my mind as well when I see other people saying that they they fucking love the event. It was so emotional, and I'm like, what the fuck event were you reading? Was this your first event? Yeah, Have you only been reading Batman yeah. since. It, I, I'll say the... this: their their praising and stuff isn't as bad as like it was during like the King era. Mm, true like like that 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 there was like just pretentious like bullshit yeah though i did have someone say like oh this is as bad or worse as the king run i'm like no 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 no, no. no king was pretentious and smelling his own farts for three years till he eventually you know actually wrote himself into the story and said everyone was being mean to him yeah tynan just kind of you know like we said just kind of got bored at the end when he had a foot out the door i understand why this story yeah. wasn't good yeah you can you can tell the exact moment where he got that Substack deal on his desk and it's like well yeah. i don't have to put 100 100 effort into this anymore yeah yet put 100 percent into that joker book which is yeah. still excellent and we'll ma maybe they, maybe he had scripts lesson. for that written like maybe. way in advance and maybe you're going to get to it maybe like in like the next three or four issues Maybe it'll hit that point where it's like, oh, this is the substeal, uh, substack issue. <laughs> or, or maybe it was already done was the thing mm -hmm. before he mm -hmm. got it. Or maybe it's just like, no, I can still write arguably the best Gordon story. Like, yeah. again, it's a drop in the bucket writing Batman stories. Good, bad, whatever. It'll be forgotten. But everyone will remember the best Gordon story. Hell, maybe he just finds them more interesting characters. And they are more interesting characters maybe there's less editorial control because again in yeah. these interviews we've been reading with tyne and he's like yeah i invented a bunch of new characters because i hated how stifling dc editorial was because there's mandates for everyone yeah yeah and even after working my way up into the company writing their biggest book in batman i was still getting mandated to death yeah yeah so yeah who, who knows yeah I, I i imagine we'll find out in the next oh, year yeah. or so on on his substack blog exactly <laughs> we might have to buy a substack subscription <laughs> but we'll get to hear all about it i'm sure <clears throat> shame too because the build-up was pretty interesting and pretty timely 
Batman fighting a trigger happy paramilitary police militia that, you know, all, uh, what is it a uh, reactionary justice as opposed to restorative justice and everything yeah it was like a really fantastic build-up with like a day and like all that sort of stuff and it was just like when it came to actual the fear state event it, it yeah. just sucked like here's the thing joker war looks better now in comparison <laughs> doesn't it, <laughs> it for does. all the people who were hard on joker it's like no no joker war was the good one actually yeah yeah this that, that was him giving a shit <laughs> and that was supposed to be his last one yeah yeah before covid and before things change that's an interesting alternate universe what if that was his last story what if ridley really did come on what would that have looked like oh man that, that would have been pretty awesome would have been interesting to see how things would have been different so, future state is canon to, we've uh, we've been over this i don't know how many times with you mm. future state is canon it's just a what if future now yeah because things changed yeah again possible futures it's there in, in the titles of the books <laughs> i guess one of the other things that did change uh was the destruction of arkham asylum and they're going to be building arkham tower which is a whole other thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's something to look forward to i guess yeah that, that'll be quite interesting to see what happens with that i i imagine arkham tower will work much like arkham asylum did with <laughs> villains continually breaking out <laughs> But yeah, so there was Batman and also technically Nightwing because they basically told the same story. Yeah. And it was kind of eh. Yeah, very eh. Eh. I'm going to eh. be glad. I'm glad now that Nightwing's back to its normal stories same. now. Same. Yeah, you can tell the fucking Nightwing just saying, now I got to run back to Bloodhaven <laughs> stories I was having. <laughs> now that I'm done with this shit. Uh, what else did you read this week, Matt? Uh, what did I have this week? Um... Oh, I, I guess we can talk about uh, Son of Kal-El issue 5. Yes, I actually just put up my review for this before we started there. And uh, yeah, pretty solid story. This is the big, much-touted coming-out issue, even though it really wasn't. No, no, it, it, it was a little bit more uh, like clickbaity than uh, than yeah. what it actually was, yeah. Yeah, because again, obviously they made a big deal about it in the media and at the big DC fandom event show and everything. But in truth, it is a small part of a thing that happens in a much bigger story. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of knew it was going to be that. It kind of felt like that's what it was going to be. And we'll get like another mm. issue later on where, where that actual story is picked up. Yeah, 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 yeah uh eric santi helping us out has everyone who went to Substack except hickman zadarski dropping the ball on final stories uh I don't, I don't think i'm reading all of them i mean inferno is still great yeah yeah inferno is really damn good as zadarski's uh daredevil has never been better still one of the best yeah. and will probably keep continuing and zadarski's doing multiple other books too although i get the feeling i don't didn't like justice league last ride as much as you did yeah i i love that book i thought that was great yeah yeah, it looked nice. I felt it was a little, uh, what is it there? A bit of a slog in the middle. But then again, I haven't read the last two issues, so I could be wrong. Yeah, God, read them last two issues. I'll have to check back into it then. Uh, but yeah, so this was the big issue there. It's the fallout. Jonathan got pelted by uh, solar flares by uh, Henry Bendix, and uh, his powers are, you know, going crazy now. They're running amok. Yeah, and I like I like that immediately he's like, wait, I'm not going to let these powers overwhelm me like Henry Bendix mm. wants them to. I'm going to use this extra energy to help everyone on Earth. 
Yeah, again, it, it kind of lets Jonathan, you know, feel his father's position there, being like, oh, so this is what it's like hearing every person on Earth crying out for help at the same time. Yeah, and he thinks now that his powers are overcharged, he can actually do something about it all. Mm-hmm. And he does a pretty good job of it, like, every yeah. now and then, except obviously he's... Uh, doing helping all these people while also trying to contain his overcharged powers which means he's burning out quicker yeah it's a brilliant idea actually from bendix's part because it's like yeah you hear all the suffering in the world now which means you're going to be so busy helping like you know people drowning in luxembourg and you know children going missing missing in costa rica you won't be fucking with me or what i'm doing no no it's actually a pretty genius idea. Like, yeah, I could shoot you with a big laser and try and kill you, but this way I'm going to weaponize your own goodness against you where you're going <laughs> to burn yourself out and maybe die of exhaustion trying to help everybody. Yeah, or in, in this case, actually injure someone while saving them and be filmed doing it. Filmed doing it, which brings up an interesting idea too that Jay mentions later where it's like, yeah, you know, people have this unspoken social contract with Superman where, you know, he saves people, but he also looks good doing it and indestructible doing it. And if people see Superman slipping and fucking up, that's going to terrify everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's going to drive everyone crazy. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. But yeah, it's like, imagine if God was real and God was having a real bad day, how that <laughs> might affect you. Yeah, it'd be pretty terrifying. It would be. It would absolutely be terrifying. And uh, they even bring up some interesting ideas, too, about, you know, John's physiology and how it may react to the solar flare as opposed to how it reacted to his father. Because normally if Superman did a solar flare, it'd be a big, like, last-ditch effort attack. (laughs) But then he'd be brought so low he'd be human and killable for, like, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. They don't really answer that question here, but I feel like that's an idea they're going to bring back later, like what that could mean to John with his, you know, human Kryptonian, uh, what is it, physiology? Yeah, does his cells like process it like better? Like, is is that does he still t- become human, but it's like half the time of his father because yeah. he's he's half human already? Yeah. As they say, he is the only dual human Kryptonian in all of existence, so they have no, like, base of reference for any of this. Yeah, yeah. Which is a hell of an idea, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess everything they do with him is new. And from a writing standpoint, that also means that you can write what you want and not, like, be contradicting <laughs> yeah, anything. there's no rules to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's new. Yeah, it's new. It's different. In fact, it already feels like uh, Taylor's taken a different approach to this than they were in the Future State John book. Mm -hmm. There's there's elements of that Future State book in this with him, because in that Future State book, this sort of stuff happens. He gets overcharged with his powers, but in that book, it was from a bunch of Brazilian gods fucking with the sun, whereas in Mm -hmm. this book, it's Henry Bendix. Tevi in the chat, how does Jay Nakamura know John can't just have human half Kryptonian? Yeah, it's like he went home with him and met his fucking human mother or something. Yeah, <laughs> stuff that happened in the last four issues. I swear, Tevi, you get so upset about stuff, you forget things that happened five seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the big moment comes there. Oh, uh, yeah, we learn a little bit more about uh, Jay's power because, yeah, he's a post-human too, like everyone else from Gamora. He he has shadow cat powers. He can phase through shit. Yeah, and it means that he can't be hurt by anything, which yeah. and, and it's just, there's this great moment where John, it, it, he's worried that, like, uh, uh, about everyone needs saving. Everyone, mm-hmm. he needs to be able to be everywhere at once to save mm-hmm. everyone. And Jay says, you don't have to save everyone because I can't be hurt by anything so i'm the one person you don't need to save yeah which is a beautiful sentiment 
and you know passions are getting all charged there because jay basically takes care of uh john at the end of this and is mm -hmm. like look if you keep doing this you're gonna kill yourself you know mm -hmm. you're so busy trying to protect the world let someone protect you for a minute and then they have their little kiss there and it's it's funny because they play it like like even they were surprised that it happened <laughs> like they're like oh shit did that really did we really just yeah it was that? like a spur of the moment sort of thing but very but, but what what was really interesting is just before the kiss that there's like the panel of of uh of jay and the background looks very sort of hypnotic Oh. sort of like it's like these swirling circle sort of thing and i'm and hmm. it's like hmm, i wonder if that's like again it fed into my whole thing was like jay is actually fucking ultra humanite fucking with john exactly that's your big theory or one i think he's bendix's kid i think mm -hmm. that's going to be the thing it's going to tie into the bigger theme of you know living up to father's <laughs> ideas for us mm -hmm. you know john has to you know live in the boots of his father and do good jay had to leave gamora to get mm -hmm. away from his father which is the reason that bendix hasn't killed him yet even yeah. though bendix has killed everyone who's crossed him yeah and it's why he set up the truth to like uh have a go at gamora and everything yeah fight his dad from the shadows and everything i think that's going to be the revelation like ooh, like maybe he was the first post-human he experimented yeah. on or yeah, something yeah that, that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty I, cool I, I think that we could both be wrong but i think that uh, mm -hmm. would be an interesting twist for it and also too jay learns a very important lesson when it comes to dating any super person oh yeah that was nice and good at everything we can't talk about this because there's a liquor store getting robbed <laughs> six blocks away yeah i have to go at a moment's notice <laughs> bye <laughs> and it's like yeah that's every person who's ever dated a super person see see how normal it is for everyone <laughs> they keep doing this but yeah this uh this was solid and i i wonder i wonder if they didn't do the big media blitz how fans would have reacted to this when it happened because i feel like originally that was taylor's plan where it's like yeah this is just gonna happen in the story and then we'll take it from there yeah yeah well again it's not really a like a big thing in the issue it happens on like the it second really last page not. and then they, it just immediately cuts back into like other stuff it was like a sort of spur of the moment sort of thing very yeah very spur of the moment which is cool in its own right where it's like yeah you know you can do this and treat it like a normal thing and yeah. it doesn't have to be the focal point of it it's just a thing that happens well john has admittedly a very 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 traditional superman story yeah absolutely of trying to save everyone in the world but burning the candles at both ends mm -hmm. and you know almost hurting himself which i yeah. think also is you know a really strong character thing for john where it's like yeah if jay didn't stop him he happily would have like worked himself to death yeah pretty much again again that's a very <laughs> superman thing to do very very much so but yeah so that was son of Kal-El. pretty cool taylor continues to do good work on that yeah and it didn't have to touch an event, unlike Nightwing, so it didn't get stopped up. <laughs> no. Now, uh, now I had two more, and they were both Marvel ones. What about you? Ooh, uh, I had yeah, I had I had three more. Okay, uh, where would you like to go? Uh, well, I had Suicide Squad issue nine. Oh shit! You got to read this before I did. <laughs> yeah, I actually caught up. I was I was behind. I had to read like the annual and issues seven and eight as well. Uh, it's been real good, hasn't it? it? It's been really fucking good. Um, yeah, so uh, so obviously they went to hell uh, last sure issue did. and fought the Hell Squad and all that sort of Great stuff. Great concept. Uh, so now they're actually going to uh, space. 
Yeah, because where do you go after hell but to space? Yeah, so so in that last issue, obviously Wallow got uh, like the shield from the Rock of Eternity to protect against interdimensional attacks, and now they need something to protect them from physical attacks. Mm. Uh, so they go uh, to Oa, uh, oh, nice. which uh, thanks to the recent uh, events in the Green Lantern book is nothing but a wasteland because the central power battery oh. blew up. Uh, so, so much continuity in this Suicide yeah, Squad book yeah. too. So, um, uh, so yeah, so they're able to like sort of sneak in without anyone noticing them and everything. Um, obviously, like the team uh, is still reeling from the fact that like obviously uh, their Superboy was Match and Match is still dealing mm. with all that shit. Ambush Bug is still on the team and uh, obviously knows what's going to happen because he's breaks the fourth wall and realizes they're in the comics and stuff uh major force is still on the team as well and just fucking hates everyone and tries to like murder everyone at every chance he can get great use of major force yeah yeah it's fantastic uh calibra is a zombie now Uh, oh yeah that's right she died and was like yeah i brought you back with lazarus resin which keeps making the rounds in all of these yeah yeah even in death you can't escape the the suicide squad yeah, I have a fucking zombie squad. That's yeah. one of the things I have in my back pocket. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, they, they end up uh, infiltrating uh, the uh, science cells because there is a person there that they need to get. And it's this weird... His name is Yorick, and he's like this... He looks like Konshu. Oh. Uh, he's like this... He looks like Konshu in a spacesuit. Uh, oh. And uh, he, he wants... He's like a, some villain who like, longs to like commit more acts of evil so they're like oh yeah we'll recruit you and he's going to be doing something that will allow them to protect from physical in uh invasions but that might be like put on the back burner because uh they all return to the ship and it's immediately attacked by thanagarian soldiers and blown up <laughs> yes yeah right i remember this now i went going through it i'm like oh thanagarians we haven't seen them in a bit yeah yeah they, they were involved in the green lantern book because they were there when the central power battery died because it was mm. like some big conference that was happening and whatnot but yeah uh, that was pretty cool and uh they ended up also fighting the green lantern joe mullen uh from oh. far sector who who cool. uh turned up to try and arrest them for being on oa and they ended up fighting her for a very brief moment before nocturna used her powers on like a giant cthulhu monster to get <laughs> to get the cthulhu monster to fight her and distract her yeah yeah that, uh, pretty damn cool good. issue it was, yeah it's a pretty damn cool issue and uh, full of violence and action and everything and again and more, comedy more more great team moments and stuff I, i'm just really looking forward to going back and finding out what the fuck uh like rick flags up to with, oh with yeah his with team his... with like his team involving like zod's son and cheetah and uh, fisherman and all that sort of stuff yeah, Rick Flagg doing an anti-suicide squad to fight Waller, which is another one of those no-brainer ideas where it's like, how have you not done this before? Yeah, and not on- not only that, but like, um, oh yeah, in this issue, uh, Talon reveals to Calibra that he's not not uh, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and he's like, when the moment comes, you're going to help me me and Dr. Rodriguez uh, escape Waller, and we're, we're going to fuck Waller over. I mean, I guess that's, uh, what is it, loyalty among zombies, because being a talent, he's also technically a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think uh, as well as, like, Calibra, because she's still dealing with the fact that she died and went to hell, so she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess I am a bad person. I I loved that moment where she dies in hell, and it's like, what happens when you die in hell? Oh, well, you just come back in hell. Yeah. And it's like, ah, <laughs> crap, I didn't think I was hell bad. <laughs> you just respawn in hell, yeah. 
And then it's like, well, what happens if you die in hell again? Do you just go forever? <laughs> you go to hell's hell. <laughs> yeah, double hell. <laughs> it's like regular hell, but worse. <laughs> yeah, that Suicide Squad book is great and like feels so much like classic Suicide Squad stories because it's like not aping off any of the movies at all now. Yeah, I, I was I was really surprised to see like 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 after that tom taylor run which was so good it's like what do you do after that and it's like oh we'll just know, right? like team up all these weird and wonderful new characters and just like send them to space and hell and like virtual dimensions and yeah you, you go back to basics basically yeah yeah and it's really solid and also it's like is this the best match story ever told i believe <laughs> yes. so <laughs> yes <laughs> never did i think someone would bring back freaking match and have it be good yeah i know right <laughs> And to, like, actually have him be really tragic and really sad. I know, yeah. He's great. He's fantastic. And to actually have it be, like, a story starring supervillains, but have it be about heroism. Like, they all want to protect Match because he believed he was a Superman yeah. once before. And if he believes it again, he can save them all. Yeah. I think it was in the last issue. Uh, Ambush Bug makes, makes, like, a great point of that where it's like, wait, wait what's this? Is like, actual, like, character development in a Suicide Squad book? wait what really <laughs> and also it's kind of fucked up too because it's like but that's also what waller wants too as we yeah. saw in future stage she wants match to become her <laughs> superman of her conquered earth three yeah yeah so it's he's in like a difficult position <laughs> very very difficult position i love it also just waller being a straight up bad guy now just like yeah. before she was morally gray now she's like fuck it now i'm just bad yeah yeah it's great it's great her being a villain an actual villain for once and 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 not uh apologizing for it either no or being like i did it for the greater good yeah it's like no i'm doing it because i'm fucking villain i'm gonna rule the fucking earth and it's not just gonna be it's not gonna be prime earth but it's gonna be an earth <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save unearth one way or another <laughs> uh from there i guess another one we can talk about is i read amazing spider-man 78 point beyond this is one of the <laughs> big point beyond books that they're having they're gonna have a bunch of special tie-ins yeah this uh did you read this one i haven't read this i'm like an issue behind i did flick through the uh issue before it where they like capture morbius and everything and like yeah. cut him up and whatnot uh well this one living up to the beyond name this one actually isn't about ben riley at all it's all about the daughters of the dragon yeah well i think that's what those those uh those issues are going to be they're all going to be yeah. about like the the characters, characters. around ben riley yeah miles is going to be getting one that's the one everyone's excited for mm -hmm. uh this, this one was from Jed McKay, who's doing Moon Knight and doing Black Hat. This feels so much like a backdoor pilot for a Daughters of the Dragon book that I'm sure <laughs> Jed McKay would love to write. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it starts with uh, Colleen and Misty. They're helping Ben Riley train, because in an interesting twist, this Spider-Man has to actually train. He doesn't have, you know, like years of experience under his belt the way Peter does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're putting him through, uh, you know, put, put, really putting him through the ringer there. Colleen created a training protocol a la Cerebro called the Avengers Murder Mansion. Oh, that's cool. It's like a video game and Ben has to go through it and he has to fight mashups of Avengers and famous slashers. So there's Captain America, Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and Jason Voorhees, Iron Man and Freddy Krueger, Giant oh, Man. Oh, that's cool that's cool oh yeah oh you can tell the artist was having a blast getting to you know design these things and of course you know through a series of chicanery and bullshit the simulation becomes real and misty and colleen have to fight their way out of it yeah uh, it, it, is it like 
is it explained how that happens or is it like yes is it is it implied that like maybe what's her name was behind it the well, one from the uh, beyond the what's her name danger maxine danger yeah well she she's involved in it because here's the thing it's like so it, it it involves like some alien chicanery the idea is is that the simulation is based on old shiar tech and maxine oh danger that, that sends, yeah that, that's definitely good yeah <laughs> yeah tell me about it she she sends them to go deal with this alien that's wrecking up the city and colleen and misty are like why should we we're only contracted to you know help out spider-man not do your dirty work and she's like oh well i assumed you would want to protect human life and also i got you a souped up fucking starsky and hutch muscle car to take you there <laughs> nice and they're like and they're like we'll do it for the car and so like the alien's heart ends up making the simulation real and maxine okay. wants the heart for herself because it's an alien power source but of course misty and colleen don't do it because they know maxine is evil and they're actively trying to bring the company down from the inside because they're working with spectrum yeah nice who, of course, you know, worked for Beyond once before in the old Warren Ellis series. So, yep. you know, nice connective tissue. But you already knew that if you read the last Spider-Man issue. So you don't really learn anything new reading this it's issue. It's just filling in the gaps, yeah. It's filling in the gaps. It's Jed McKay being like, hey, I totally write a Daughters of the Dragon series if you let me. It's all it's all fun, if a little unnecessary in parts. Okay, okay. It does beg the bigger question though if colleen and misty know that maxine is bad and are actively working to try and undermine her why don't they bring ben in on it why don't they trust him i'm sure we'll get a reason why i'm sure we will my working theory is ben just has more to lose because they gave him an apartment and this big important job and they got his girlfriend out of jail and they're yeah. giving him therapy and everything why well, i and again they, they're kind of holding uh janine like hostage in a way they are yeah. where it's like if you don't do this we can throw her back in prison or like throw her onto the street and she won't be safe or anything yeah. Yeah, because you're a Spider-Man, and you know bad things happen to women who love Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Again, they have his identity like hostage as well. Yes, they do. Yeah. So yeah, Ben's almost kind of like a prisoner too in this, isn't he? Mm -hmm. When you stop and think about it. Yep. Because he made this devil's deal and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was interesting enough. Again, I think the Miles one's going to be the big important one when he finally comes a knock and it's like, hey, so you own the trademark on Spider-Man, but I'm Spider-Man too. <laughs> so what does that mean for me? Are you going to sue me? I think they are, actually. I think they're going to send him <laughs> a cease and desist letter. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I'm sure Miles is going to show up and be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Which, again, uh, I have the real ben and miles met i know in spider-verse there was like a bunch of multiversal shenanigans and they met but like have the real ones met before i guess I they'll have to so. explain that yeah maybe i there, don't think so because there was a ben who died in one of the spider-verse sequels but was that the real one or was that a multiversal one yeah yeah i don't know i guess they'll have to explain that yeah, oh, no, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's that's what that issue can be about when they do it. Yeah. And uh, I had one last one from this week, and it was Dark Ages. Yeah, I had that one as well. Yeah, so, man, real real Quicksilver-heavy story. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, we get a focus on Quicksilver after uh, the heroes find out that Tony Stark was kidnapped by Apocalypse, and yeah. they, they want to go find him. So uh, instead of send, getting all their forces and invading mm. paris they decide to send quicksilver in 
I, I do like that it's a debate and everyone's like, well, you know, we've lived so peaceful for so long. We've had a live and let live with apocalypse. Do we really want to start war for all of our children? And then, of course, you know, Dr. Doom is there. The self-preservation. No, we've got to fucking nip this in the bud. <laughs> it's so great because I know some people complain, like, you know, why why is Dr. Doom even living with the bad guys now? And I'm like, oh, this is why. So he can, you know, lord being smarter over them and talk mad shit about them all the time. <laughs> well, not only that, he, like, basically explains it, this issue. It's like, no, this this is self-preservation. Mm. Like, I, I don't care for, like, all the peace that T'Challa is building and everything. Uh, you know, the, living here is uh, is safe for me. I can do my evil mm-hmm. science shit and whatnot. Magic, I assume, because yeah. he looked more magic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, cause Doom could always do both. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. I'll throw out the science book and take up the magic book, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's, it's very fun, too, because there kind of seems to be this subtext running throughout this issue, and that is, like, have the heroes gotten too complacent have has peacetime made them too bloated and too soft and we see this in the human torch who's like you know kids i used to be strong enough to melt galactus when i flamed on now now i'm just heating up teapots in the (laughs) park is what i'm doing yeah for tea parties (laughs) yeah which is amazing though it's like now johnny would you like a stuffed elephant well yeah (laughs) of course i do if i'm drinking tea i have to have the stuffed elephant with me as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which it's this cute scene but it's also like yeah you know well you guys were enjoying peacetime and having kids and raising families apocalypse never stopped apocalypse never slept no no <laughs> which again it's it's kind of like a wild west thing that it's like do do you pick up your old guns do you pick up the ways of war again yeah <laughs> and i mean they should because uh, when uh, quicksilver makes it to apocalypse's thing it's like oh no he's ensnared some of our greatest minds and thinkers and like oh no my daddy's a battery now i'll save you magneto daddy oh no yeah and he ends up getting knocked out and apocalypse doesn't want him imprisoned or killed and instead has the purple man uh actually become useful and infect Mm -hmm. uh pietro and send him back to uh t'challa and all that and unleash uh a mind uh compromised quicksilver Mm -hmm. onto the heroes and he ends up killing okoyo and using a spear to kill uh johnny storm turns him into a human suicide bomb basically and it's funny all i could think to myself was like and this is why the superhero community doesn't rely on quicksilver for anything He sees a machine that has his, like, God-level powerful father tied up. And it's like, I'm going to touch the machine. Oh, no, Pietro, you really bonered this one up, didn't you? Well, at least things can't get any worse. Oh, they got worse. Oh, I've been mind-controlled. And then I have my legs burnt off. Yeah, by uh, the Human Torch, which, again, keeping with that thing, it's like, uh, Gene can turn off his brain, but it's going to take a whole second. How much damage can he do in a second? A lot. Uh, a fucking lot, yeah. <laughs> a second is an eternity when you're a super speedster, and Johnny ends up paying the price. And again, this idea where it's like, oh, if I was younger, if I was faster, maybe I could have flamed on quicker. Yeah. I, again, in the same year, uh, Johnny Storm has died twice. <laughs> he died here and he died in Life Story. <laughs> poor bastard <laughs> in, in, in sort of kind of the same way where like his powers like actually end up getting the better of him and end yeah. up like snuffing him out man just cannot catch a break can he 
So, you know, now the heroes are like, well, fuck, we got no choice now. We really got to go to Apocalypse's turf and take the fight to him. But, of course, Apocalypse planned for this, and he has at least three of his four horsemen ready to go. Yeah, he's got uh, the Miles Morales Venom uh, on on the the ready for the hunt. Which is super cool, which also begs the question, okay, so if Miles is one of the horsemen, who are the other ones, and also why is he talking about three? Is there a mystery fourth we don't know about? Yeah, well, I I assume just from, like, because I I didn't realize that was a Miles Morales uh, Venom. I thought it might have been like i because it's like the red and the black and i thought it's like mm. oh it's like carnage and venom like joined together fused now. together yeah like maybe that's it maybe it's carnage venom and miles maybe he got all the suits in once yeah. oh yeah you three so if he's saying three is he not talking about three horsemen is he talking to him specifically because there's yeah. three guys in there yeah they're his three horsemen they're, they're oh, one that's person fun. Oh, that's fun. That could be it. The four are one per. Oh, that's really that's that's a Tom Taylor idea. (laughs) (laughs) What if three of the four horsemen were that? And again, if the fourth is a mystery, uh, I'm gonna say Franklin Richards because they make a point of saying that they thought Franklin Richards died. We don't see him. But that Quicksilver didn't see him. And 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 if they continue on the fact that Franklin Richards is, because this is obviously not in continuity with anything else he would technically still be a mutant. So, of course, Apocalypse would want him uh, on, his side, on yeah. his side. Yeah. Also, too, Franklin Richards is one of those characters with all the amazing power. It's like, shouldn't he be able to put the Earth back? Isn't he, like, a god? Again, that could be part of Apocalypse's plan. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, so I had to make him one of my horsemen. Yeah. I made him horseman death, because, you know, of course, he's got to be the big bad one. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? I, I made him horseman war to keep him under control but then i'm keeping him in the back though because you know even i apocalypse fear his power yeah yeah that'd be cool so yeah dark ages is cool this issue like felt kind of brief because ironically it was about a speedster so it moved really fucking fast yeah that, that's what i liked about it is very uh fast paced yeah very fast paced really no room to breathe but yeah dark ages continues to be super fucking cool yeah uh and yeah that was all the books i read uh did you have one last one i had one last one and that was uh eternals celestia issue one ah yes yeah the eternals they're 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 big in these streets they're (laughs) big in the hood right now yeah this was a one-off issue that uh actually had a lot more implications than i think everyone is unaware of uh so we in the main uh eternal series we haven't really seen what ajax is up to um, right. And this issue explains it. And obviously, uh, in the Eternals, Ajax was the uh, the person who could talk with Celestials and mm. all that, and relay information between the Celestials and the Eternals and people and everything. Uh, so, prime. like, how is she dealing with the fact that like her gods abandoned them and just like left them and like, the truth behind the Eternals and everything? And the answer is not very good. She's like sulking. Yeah. Uh, at Celestia, which is uh, a city that the, I think the Aztecs built, which is it's basically a giant throne for a Celestial. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Makari turns up, and Makari as well has this great sort of connective tissue with her where she was sort of a prophet for the Dreaming Celestial, uh, right. which was uh, a thing that happened, and she was like a prophet for that and like herald its coming. But then that didn't happen because a bunch of X Men villains got a hold of the Dreaming Celestial and cut it up to make cloning technology. Oops. Uh, so because none of her prophecies came true, she's seen as a heretic. 
Mm. Um, and both of these women decide they were going to go on a pilgrimage to Avengers Mountain because uh, that's like the last celestial on Earth. As we know from the Jason Aaron run, is built in the body of a celestial. Yeah. Um, uh, so they decide to walk the Earth, and uh, Makari is kind of frustrated because she's a speedster, yet she's being made to walk. She doesn't really <laughs> understand the concept of a pilgrimage. Um, uh, so, so Ajax is teaching her that, and then while she's being taught that, Makari is talking to her about like, hey, maybe like we can change what our gods are, and she she has this great great sort of uh connective tissue to frankenstein where she read the book when it first came out like 40 times <laughs> in 40 seconds and it got her thinking it's like why don't we build our god again into what oh, we want shit. it to be uh, and she puts that forth to ajax because that's what she wants to do and ajax like eh, i don't know maybe this is all just some sort of test and mm. the gods have disappeared to test our faith and all that stuff um, we also get to see Ajax's relationship with the Avengers 1 million team. Oh, um, right, because now would be the time for it. Yeah, she came She uh, came to Earth and, and met them, and they immediately violently killed her uh, because oh. they thought she was a threat. And because they're all, you know, literal cavemen, they thought and... some, some woman descending from the sky, you know, talking about Eternals and Celestials is the next big villain. <laughs> Well, and also all the way back when the Avengers BC, they fought the original first host the fi- back final in the day. host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so like obviously they have all the reason in the world to distrust anything celestial. Yeah. Uh, so they arrive at the Avengers Mountain, and uh, Ajax isn't happy with what the like the Avengers are literally living in the body of their god. They see <laughs> she sees that as like the the worst sin ever. Uh, and Robbie Reyes comes out and says, "Hey, the Celestials actually talk to me." and said this was oh, yeah, okay this right. is I forgot about that. this is like their gift to them and that uh that basically makes ajax crazy because she's like how can my gods not talk to me but talk to this person like <laughs> this guy from southeast los angeles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this guy who drives a fucking muscle car and and wears a leather jacket uh so she's having like a crisis of faith and but she still thinks this is all a test she thinks that this they're all testing us and she ends up getting into a fight with Makari and they end up going their separate ways. And it's left with uh, Ajak planning a war against the Avengers and planning oh. to try and get revenge on the Avengers for what they have done to their celestial gods. Well, shit, that yeah. sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bad, a little bad gonna be a problem gonna be a big old problem yeah so i'm not sure when that's gonna happen i imagine yeah jason aaron will be doing that very soon i imagine that will probably be jason aaron's last story because it started with celestials and it'll end with celestials yeah that's what i think is gonna happen probably didn't they also say that uh what is it valkyrie and namor are gonna be joining the team too i think so yeah so there you go. Everyone's going to everyone in the pool for the big eternal war. <laughs> Na- Namor is kind of interesting because he's he spent the last like 40 odd issues just like shitting on the Avengers every chance yeah. he can get. <laughs> yeah, he's been the big villain. You know, he started his own Defenders of the Deep. Yeah, well, but when the Earth gets invaded by Celestials and shit, that'll get him on their side good and quick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Namor is good in a pitch when we're all going to die, though. <laughs> Maybe he's just he still, he's still salty uh, about not getting the the Phoenix Force, and this is him yeah. trying, getting some sort of revenge. Yeah, take that, you fucking space shit. <laughs> Fight me in the water, you big dumb space idiots. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> when's my movie? When's the Namor movie? Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, one of these days, you know. I'd... Isn't that a, isn't Namor still tied up in Universal like Hulk? I don't know, but there's rumors that he's in uh, the new uh, Black Panther film. Interesting. Well, he would be a good foil, you know. Atlantis versus Wakanda has been good stuff in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Get a fun actor to play him. Yeah, I, I don't know who you'd get to play someone like him. Jason, I, just get jason momoa to come over and fuck it why not greatest <laughs> steal in history <laughs> i i think they should get someone like international like an actor who's like really big in india or korea who we don't know about yeah i think i think like a uh an asian actor yeah yeah you can do some really fun like colorblind cast there who who is the bad guy in like the third doom movie who looks like he was you know chiseled out of granite what about that guy oh what is his name i know the guy you're talking about you know with eyes that stare into your soul where it's just like we found a very handsome man to be the villain in our movie (laughs) that's that's what we'll get we'll get one handsome man to be namor because let's face it this is a guy who's been talking about seducing sue richards forever so you got to get a handsome (laughs) man Just a guy who's 90% oil and, and he abs. Can, and he can fight uh, Harry Styles' uh, Galaxy's go. Greatest Sex Pervert, Eros. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a whole movie right there. The <laughs> match you've been waiting for. The Battle of the Sex Perverts. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you. Bring the kids. Bring Grandma. Bring everybody. <laughs> well, geez, I didn't think I wanted to see the story, but that oily fish man and Harry Styles are going to fight it out, so I guess we got to see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and on that note everyone <laughs> i think we're just about at the limit for show yeah i think so yeah <laughs> so yeah thank you everyone for coming and hanging out and everything we hope you appreciated watching it as much as matt and i enjoyed doing it uh, as i promised next week we're going to do something a little different you're still going to get a show but we're going to experiment with the format. I don't know how long it's going to be. And also I'm going to give Matt a break at the end of the month and I'm going to handle the recording and editing part of that. And if it works, maybe we'll start doing them live as well. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. With nothing to do. Well, don't worry. I'll have a bunch of stuff to, uh, for you to work off of and keep track of it. It's actually going to be a throwback to the way we used to do group reviews back in the day, back at name redacted, I think. (laughs) So that'll be interesting. <laughs> so thank you everyone for uh, coming there. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to see uh, the video both in audio and visual format before anyone else for as little as a dollar a month over on Patreon. Becoming a patron is a great way to help us out. Uh, another way you can help us out is use the Amazon link down in the description. Buy whatever. It helps in some ways. I'm always surprised when Amazon gives me some money instead of the other way around. Yeah, the Christmas is coming up. Is Black Black it Friday's is. coming up, or is that been and gone? I don't know. We don't yeah, really I've celebrate bought... that here. No, we don't either. Black Friday, the day after American Thanksgiving. Did American Thanksgiving come and go? <laughs> I know Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving came and went. I, I want to say no because like my feeds on like social media haven't been bombarded with like turkeys and stuff like that i want to say it's coming up again my own international ignorance i thought american thanksgiving was closer to halloween because like americans have a real like holiday clusterfuck where like from halloween onwards it never stops yeah there's like a new new holiday every weekend every week oh november 25th so it's at the end of the month Uh, uh, this this uh end of this week yeah 
So it's coming soon. So yes, then it's Black Friday. So yes, get yourself something nice uh, using the Comic Multiverse Amazon link for all your Black Friday shopping needs. <laughs> you can do that. Use the promo code Cape Joel for 10% off uh, your Wild Bill soda, delicious craft soda just for you. And also, they haven't sent me the thing yet, but we're also going to be teaming for the month of December with Esker Wallets as well. So I'm going to have a link for all of that, and Matt and I are going to do some fun ad reads all right, for that is, as well. Is that those, like, little RFID, like... Yes. Well, it's, so it's like this one that I already have. <laughs> it's, not oh, already have it's not an Esker one, but I think if it's similar to the one that you're talking about... Yes, it's yeah. like the little stealth wallets where yeah. it's like, hey, don't tie yourself down with a big yeah. wallet. Yes, yeah, well, if, if it's like the one I've got, they're really fucking awesome cool then yes they they still need to send me one to work off in the mail but when i get it we're gonna be talking all about esker wallets and what they can do for you the perfect gift for dad for big brother for boss for anybody really <laughs> as we're gonna find out so yeah thank you everyone for coming and hanging out we're gonna be back again next week yeah everyone enjoys black friday and everything that yeah. goes with that don't, don't go uh what is it don't stampede every everyone at the shops actually do because i like watching those videos <laughs> i was gonna say if you do though make sure someone is filming though and it will make the <laughs> compilation reels don't trample people for no reason trample them for content is all we're saying <laughs> thank you everyone Bye bye bye, -bye.